Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for November 14th, 2022. So I'm teaching a series right now entitled Pursuing Grace-Based Success. Excuse me, and this is part 38 of the series. Part 38 of the series. So we're almost eight weeks into this thing already. Just, just learning how to pursue success God's way. Just really wanting to become the men or the women that God has called us to be. I only want what God wants, right? Put that in the chat. I only want what God wants. We just want to become the men and women that God has called us to be. We want to acknowledge his goodness, his grace, his favor on our lives. We are not a mistake. You and I, we're here because God sent us to this planet at just the right time. And we only want what, when we get to the point where you only want what God wants, when you're only going to pursue what God leads you to pursue, you can live your life like Jesus did. Jesus said, I only do those things I see my father do. I only say those things I hear my father say, I make decisions and my decisions are always right because I'm not the one that's deciding. It's the father who lives in me. I'm only doing what he wants me to do on this planet. That's the attitude. Paul said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That's the mindset. The mindset is, I only want what God wants for me. I want to become the man or the woman that God has destined me to become. The title of today's message is Pursuing Grace-Based Success, Part 38 the importance of having your priorities in order. Say this in the chat or put it, say it out loud or put it in the chat. I have my priorities in order. My priorities are in order and let's talk about it. Get ready to receive the word. Okay, so listen, there may be some people that are new watching. For those of you that are new, that you don't know how this works. So every day I, I go over some scriptures and then I seek, first of all, I seek the Lord in the morning. He gives me what to share with you and then I share it, but I share it in a way that you can apply, right? Today's word is all about biblical application. I want your learning to turn into living. You got to turn the corner from information to application. So I give you the word of God in a way that you can digest, process, understand, and then apply to your daily living. We've been learning about how to become a success. We've been learning about priorities. And today we're going to learn that it's important to have our priorities in order because once our priorities are in order and we only want what God wants and we're seeking his desires and not our own, we get to live the grace life. And this is how I'm convinced we're supposed to live. Our foundational scriptures for this morning are Ephesians 2. Let me get into those. You can put it in the chat or say it out loud. I live the grace life. I'm living the grace life. I have no, I'm taking on no pressure to perform. I'm delivered from performance-based religion. I'm not a religious person. I'm not going through the motions or rites or rituals or routines. I'm living by the grace of God. I am who I am by the grace of God. I'm empowered by the grace of God to do what God has called me to do. I live the grace life. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, the Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace. Because you believe. All you did was believe. You didn't save yourself. It's a gift from God. You didn't do anything. It's a gift from God. All you did was receive it, right? And so you're not saved by the things that you've done, right? You're not saved by the... So there's nothing for you to boast about. There's nothing for you to boast about because you didn't do anything. It's all about him. It's not about us. Verse 10 says, God has made us what we are. God has made us what we are. And in Christ Jesus, God made us a new creation so that we could spend the remainder of our days doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. Say this out loud or put it in the chat. I have work to do. There's some good works that I'm supposed to be doing. There's some good works 
that you're supposed to be doing. And you and I, we need to get to work. First Corinthians chapter one, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. Now for our benefit, this, I like to, I'm a visual person, right? So this is you, this is Christ Jesus. The Bible says God has united you with Christ Jesus. So now I'm in Christ, Christ is in me. Now that I'm in Christ, Christ is in me. For my benefit, the Bible says, God made Jesus to become wisdom itself. So I have access to wisdom from above. Not only that, but the Father made me right with him. Say, I'm the righteousness of God. So I'm the righteousness of God by faith, right? I have access to wisdom from above. Not only that, the text says, God made me pure. God made me holy. God freed me from sin. God did all of that in Jesus. All of that is because of Jesus. None of that is because of me. Therefore, verse 31 says, I have nothing to boast about. If I'm going to boast, I have to boast in the Lord. 2 Timothy 1 and 9 says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So my life is all about him. There's this holy calling so that my life could be about something that's bigger than just me, that God called me to, not according to my own works, my effort, my performance, my goodness, or my not so goodness. No, God called me according to his purpose and grace. He gave me both in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So I hope that you can see by now that we're supposed to be living the life that God sent us to this planet to live. You do this by fulfilling your divine assignment. You do this by discovering your divine assignment, developing in it, and then deploying into it. Or in other words, you find it, you follow it, you finish it before you die. You will never be able to get it done, though, without the grace of God. It is the grace of God that empowers you to do what you can never do without God. So when you discover God's will, your, your purpose, God's purpose for your life, and you are willing to die to self. Say, I died to self. Put that in the chat. I died to self. I'm willing to give up anything that was selfish. I'm willing to give up anything that's not like God. I'm willing when, when God shows me his will, anything in my life that doesn't line up with his will, I'm willing to give it up. I'm willing to die to self. Then if you are willing to die to self, pick up your cross daily and follow him, then you will be on the road to godly success and supernatural fulfillment. That's my desire. My desire for you is that you would have godly success and supernatural fulfillment. Say that by faith. You can put it in the chat. I experience godly success and supernatural fulfillment. When I'm doing what God has called me to do, I get a level of fulfillment that I cannot get any other way. And it has nothing to do with money and stuff like that. No, it's a level of fulfillment because I know that I'm doing what God sent me to this planet to do from the foundations of the world. Many times, Christians struggle to manifest. They struggle to manifest the type of prosperity that uh, people pursue in this world. Um, and why? Because even Christians take on the pressure to compete with the Joneses, right? People are always like comparing themselves to themselves or with themselves. And, and the Bible says that's not wise. <laughs> it's not wise to compare yourselves among yourselves and comparing yourselves with yourselves. Paul said that's not that's not wise. But there are a lot of people that do that. And so they're all they're in this endless rat race in the pursuit of a bigger house or a bigger car or more cars or nicer clothes or another purse or, or another title. And they're going through all of these things. But godly prosperity, God is not opposed to you having any of that stuff. Look, I, I'm blessed, Isabella. I mean, God has been good to us. God is not opposed to you having any of those things, but those things can't be your focus. Those things can't be the number one thing, right? You got to keep the main thing the main thing. Godly prosperity extends beyond earthly prosperity. And so it's, and watch this, godly prosperity, when you pursue success God's way, not only can God give you the things, the trappings of this world that people get caught up in, God can give you those things just as long as those things don't have you. You can have those things just as long as those things don't have you. 
But God can give you those things without the negative side effects. So this is what Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22 says. Solomon, the richest man on the planet, says, listen, when you walk under the blessing of the Lord, he said, the blessing of the Lord brings wealth and he has no sorrow with it. Solomon said, I know people that have been pursuing wealth all these other ways and they're stressed out. They're pulling their hair out. They, they, they look good in front of people. They look good on Instagram, but secretly and privately, they're crying themselves to sleep. He says, no, the blessing of the Lord can bring you wealth and add no sorrow with it. Why? Because the, when you're doing things God's way and, you, and God, God's desire is your number one pursuit, then he can bless you richly. And the things that come along with it, God can give you things, but that's not your focus. Your focus is not money or anything like that. Divine prosperity is Christ-centered. Put that in the chat and say it out loud. Divine prosperity is Christ-centered. Jesus is at the center of my prosperity. What, what I want to experience in life, Jesus is at the center of it. And when, when you have a, a prosperity that is Christ-centered, that is manifested by his grace, it adds no sorrow with it. Last week, I shared a message about priorities. Today, I'm going to flow in the same vein. What does this mean for you today? All of this stuff, I'm just teeing up the message now. So what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you in this morning. And when I share these three things with you, I want you to get ready to receive. Divine prosperity is Christ-centered. You got it? All right, three things. Number one, here we go. When you make God's purpose your number one priority and you embrace his grace to do it, you will be freed from the pressure of need. Say this, I am freed from the pressure of need. There are people that are just pursuing every day. They get up, oh, I need this. I need this. I, let me, I got to go get this money. I got to go make this paper. I need this. Why? Because I need this. I need. You, you can be freed from the pressure of need. Let's talk about it. God is not, now I've done teaching on this already. God is not moved by need. Remember, I told you that God is not moved by need. God is moved by purpose. And so, so God is not moved by need. And so he's only moved by his, his divine purpose. If he was moved by need, that's, then you could say, well, Satan can manipulate God because Satan creates need all over the world. Like Satan could create a need in Africa. And here goes God like a, like a firefighter to put out the fire. Satan can create a need in Nicaragua. Here comes God to put out the fire. No, God is not moved by need. There's need everywhere. Jesus said, the poor, you're going to have what you always. No, God is not moved by need. God is moved by purpose. So when you are moved and motivated by need, then in many cases, it is because the focus is on you. If you're getting up every morning and you feel the pressure of need, then you're not focusing on God. God is not your number one priority. Now, I will say though, let me just give you a caveat. There are some people that actually love God, that want to do what God called them to do, and they're stressed, up, stressed out about the things they need to get it done. Like I remember when God told us years ago to, to build a school for these children in the Dominican Republic. And Isabella and I didn't know where the money was going to come from. And we would pray about it. And um, if we were not careful, we could actually allow ourselves to get caught up in need for something good, right? And so you got to be careful not to get caught up in things that you think you need, even when you're, you're, you're doing something good. You don't want to take on negative stress to do what God has called you to do, because if you do, you're actually attempting to do the right thing the wrong way. And so you can actually, there are people that love God that want to do the right thing, but they're doing it the wrong way. I had to keep reminding myself and Isabella, both of us, had to keep reminding each other that, look, if this is God's will, it's God's will. God 
has to give us everything that we need because he told us to do it. I don't know how, how we're going to do it. I don't know when we're going to do it. I don't know how it's going to happen, but, it, but it's going to happen. And guess what? The, the church was built. The, the land was bought debt-free. The church was built. I mean, the school was built debt-free. And now we're building a church debt-free. And we're feeding, uh, you know, 170 plus students plus our faculty every month. And it's all debt-free. Why? Because we didn't take on the pressure to perform. We didn't take on the pressure of need. If you take on the pressure of need, there are people that love God that get stressed out because they're like, oh God, I need to do this. No, if it's God's will, it's God's will. You cannot be moved by need. You can only be moved by purpose. So when your heart is in alignment with the heart of God, remember God is not moved by need. God is moved by purpose. So when your heart is in alignment with the heart of God and you know that you're only pursuing God's will, then you will not sense any pressure where need is concerned. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says, there is a right time for everything and everything on earth will happen at just the right time. So when you know that you're walking in, a, in alignment with God's will, you believe that everything you need will come into your hands at just the right time. You're, you're going to gain access to whatever you need and it's going to happen. Put this in the chat. It's going to happen for me at just the right time. So when you're doing the will of God and you understand the grace life that I teach, you don't take on any pressure to perform. If, if it's God's will, then it's God's will. You know that God will release everything you need at just the right time. You also know Proverbs 18 and 6, your gift will make room for you and bring you in front of the right people. So say this, I will meet the right people at just the right time. So I'm going to gain access to whatever I need at just the right time. I'm going to meet the right people. I'm going to meet whoever I need to meet. And it will happen at just the right time. And God will give me favor with those people. God will raise up people to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help me in ways that I cannot help myself. So my focus is on God and his purpose, not me or my needs. When you live that way, you're not taking on any pressure to perform. See, God's message is about priorities. Say priorities. And I want to be clear that many people, that there are many people who do not have God's will or God's best as their number one priority in life. So they are they are actually living their lives on their own self in pursuit of selfish desires or selfish priorities. And so if you if you are living your life based on you and not based on God, let me give you some points on this as I close out this first point. A selfish heart, you might want to say this or put it in the chat. A selfish heart can never access God's abundance. A selfish heart, I'm taking my time this morning, I'm teaching, I don't want to preach because I really want you to get this. A selfish heart can never access God's abundance because God never signed up to give you whatever you want. So God is a God of abundance, but you will never tap into that abundance when you're selfish. If all you want is things that were birthed in your heart and not in the heart of God, a selfish heart will never access God's abundance. Everything you need to accomplish, what you were born to accomplish, is already stored up for you. It's, it's not that it's going to happen. It's already stored up for you. Yes, it's going to happen for you at just the right time, but it's not like God has to go do something. God already stored it up. He's just releasing it based on God's promises come with his timing. So when you know, if let me say it this way. If you pursue selfish desires, then you're going to need things that God didn't store up for you. If you pursue selfish desires, then you're going to want things and need things that are not yours. And as a result, you're going to spend time, energy, and effort pursuing things, and those pursuits will be fruitless. Let me let that sink in for a minute. There, everything I need to accomplish my divine assignment is stored up for me. God is going to release it to me at just the right time. However, if I come up with selfish desires, 
things that God didn't store up for me, and I put time, energy, and effort into those things, then those efforts will be fruitless because it's not what God called me to do. And I can spend, there are people that love God that spend their entire lives doing something that God didn't call them to do. And they get to heaven only to realize that they wasted the one life God gave them. When you live your life focused on selfish desires, you will spend your days pursuing what you want instead of what God has already provided. So over here, I have everything God has already provided. Over here, these are things that are my desires. And if you, if I pursue what I want instead of what God has already provided, if you keep doing that long enough, you're going to mess around and wind up, you're going to die unfulfilled because you will die pursuing something that God never, never designed you to pursue. And as a result, you will die unfulfilled because fulfillment comes from purpose. When you're doing the will of God for your life, you actually get a level of fulfillment that money can't buy. Put that in the chat. Say, I have fulfillment that money cannot buy. It's not about money. It's about purpose. And when you're walking in divine purpose, you will have a level of fulfillment that money cannot buy. All right. That was number one. Here's number two. God already already made plans for the provision uh, that you would need to fulfill his purpose. Everything that you need to fulfill God's purpose for your life, he already stored it up for you. So God is a completely purposeful God. God is intentional. Say that. Say God is intentional. God is intentional and God is purposeful. God never does anything by happenstance. So every move that God makes on the chessboard of your life, he, he makes that move with intent and with purpose. And God did not send you to this planet by chance. He sent you to this planet by his choice. God sent you to this planet when he did and where he did with a specific tailor-made purpose. So there's a specific and tailor-made purpose that God has for you, right? And he sent you to this planet at just the right time. Now, so let me say it this way. God will never send or deploy someone into this planet without a purpose, without having already made provisions for that purpose, that person's assignment. All the resources that you need is going to already be stored up. Okay, Brother Pena, where you get that from? Okay, let me give you one example. In Luke chapter 14, look at me. I want to make sure you understand this. In Luke chapter 14, Jesus taught about counting the cost. Remember about counting the cost? He says, listen, no man should start a project until they count the cost to realize what they're going to need to complete the project. Because if they start a project and they didn't do the math up front, and then they could actually be halfway through the project and run out of money. And if they run out of money halfway through the project, then the building is going to be sitting there half built and it's going to be a testament of their poor planning. And it's going to be a testament of the fact that they didn't count the cost. They didn't calculate everything that they were going to need. And so, so they should never have started the project until they knew that they were going to have everything that they need. Now, think about that for a minute. If that's true, and of course that's true, Jesus said that, then, then God, do you think God is not a planner? If that's true for God, then it has to be true for you. God didn't send you to this planet for your life to be half built, right? It's not like God is going to send you and give you a purpose and be like, oh, snap, I didn't plan for his purpose. I didn't plan for Florence's purpose or Manny's purpose or Charlie Mike's purpose or Mark's purpose or Cookie's purpose. No, 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 no. God planned for your purpose. And it's not like God didn't count the cost. He already did the math. He tallied it all up. He knows everything that you would ever need to accomplish it. And he didn't even send you to this planet until... Until all the planning was done, God didn't even, you didn't even get started until God finished. God finished 
the plans for your life before he ever deployed you to this planet. God already stored up the provision. Everything that God counted the cost. He stored up. Your job is to find out what God already sent you to this planet to do and, and to live by faith, to go, to go accomplish that thing. Why? Because everything you need, put this in the chat, everything I need is already stored up. Everything I need is already mine. Everything that I, God already counted the cost. God already made a plan. God already tallied it up. God already did all the math. And so if your life, look at me, if your life is in a cycle, of continuous need, need. You're just living week by week and month by month and paycheck by paycheck. And you're like, oh, I need this and I need that and I need this and I need that. And I never have enough and I never have enough and I never have enough. Then listen, you are not living your life the way you cannot be in alignment with God's divine assignment. God, God has set up a way for you to give and sow and still have more than enough. God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you would always have all sufficiency in all things at all times, be able to meet the needs of every situation, be able to give unto every good and charitable work. God already made plans. God already counted the cost. And so if he sent you to this planet at just the right time, and, 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 and if you live your life under the grace of God, then, then there will be grace for you to do everything that God called you to do from the foundations of the world. When you are living this way, you will discover what God has already provided and you will take on no pressure to perform. And let me say this, it's not just about money. Look at me, say it's not just about money. I'm talking about everything you need. If you need wisdom, God has given you the wisdom. If you need connections or relationships, God has already stored it up. He will bring you in the presence of those people at just the right time. If you need money, equipment, machinery, buildings, whatever you need to accomplish what God sent you to accomplish, he stored it up for you and he will release it to you at just the right time. Listen, you got to see yourself, take on no pressure to perform. You got to walk in your divine assignment, walk in your divine purpose and say, God, I have everything I need. I'm walking in accordance with what you call me to do for such a time as this. And I'm living the grace life and I'm submitted to what, what God has called me to do. And I'm walking in accordance with my divine assignment. Say amen to that. My priorities are in order. All right, number three, and finally, last point for today. Man, I, this is some good teaching. You might need to listen to this again. Last point for today, number three. When you make God's purpose your number one priority, you position yourself to access the endless resources of heaven. It's endless. Heaven has endless resources, and those resources are stored up for you. Heaven is the resource center of God's purposes. Put this in the chat. Heaven is my resource center. Everything I need, there are things that are stored up for me. Wherever God leads, he feeds. Wherever he guides, he provides. Divine provision is already available for divine purpose, for his vision. So you will only be resourced by heaven. Let me say, let me slow down. You will only be resourced by heaven once you step into your divine assignment. Think about that for a minute. Heaven's resources are there, stored up. But you will only be resourced by heaven when you step into your divine assignment. So said another way, heaven will not resource selfish pursuits. So if, if God's will this side, your desires and selfish desires on this side, if you keep pursuing things that God didn't tell you to do, you're going to need things that God didn't sort up for you. And you're going to need things that God, that are not yours. And you can look at other people and say, well, wait a minute. They gave a testimony. God, if you gave it to her, why can't you give it to me? Because you're not her. And, and there's some things that she needs that, that, that were not stored up for you. And there's some things that you need that were not stored up for her. So stop comparing yourself to yourself and among yourselves. That's not wise. You just need to focus on being you. Everything you need, stop being selfish. Focus on God's will. Everything you need on this side is already stored up for you. Heaven is your resource center. Knowing that you are pursuing the will of God 
and you're doing it by faith, it will unlock the door to all the resources that you need. God is not opposed to abundance. Actually, abundance is part of God's nature. God is a God of excess and abundance and overflow. Abundance is part of God's nature. And so, but this divine abundance is reserved for divine purpose. Put that in the chat. Divine abundance is reserved for divine purpose. So when I'm doing purpose, abundance is available to me. When I'm not doing purpose, when I'm doing selfishness, then I'm going to always be in lack. And so I've been talking about needs today. So let me close with this. Whenever I talk about needs, for whatever reason, people go straight to money. Whenever I talk about prosperity, people go straight to money. That's not, what I'm teaching is way bigger than money. But let's, let's intentionally not think about money for a moment. Think about everything else you're going to need. Like I said, let's say you need wisdom, understanding, some type of education, some type of favor to get into a, a community that's been closed out to people that look like you or, or in the past, whatever. Whatever you need, if you make God your number one priority, his purpose for your life, your number one priority, then you got to believe that all these things, whatever you need, is going to happen for you at just the right time. God will bring you before the right people. He will give you the right connections. You will gain the right experience. You'll be offered the right education. And ultimately, you will walk in the right level of wisdom. And you're going to wake up one morning and you're going to be doing what God called you to do. And you're going to be such a blessing to so many people that you're going to say to your spouse, babe, man, I get to do this. Isn't this amazing? Like, like, like there's a level of fulfillment that money can't buy. And you're doing what God called you to do. And you're taking on no pressure to perform. And you're pouring into the lives of people. And you're making a kingdom impact. And you're doing that. And, and it's like, man, there's a, that type of fulfillment. And, and don't get me wrong. God, God, if you like stuff, like I told you, if you like cars, God give you 10. God is not opposed to you having things. Things just can't have you. But that can't be your focus. When your focus is your purpose and you're doing what God called you to do, you will experience a fulfillment that is beyond the trappings of this present world. That's my prayer for you, that you get to that point. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Put, the, put it in the chat. Say, I am a divine success. When you are divine success, you're not, you're, you just want to do what God called you to do. So you're doing what he called you to do, and you're pursuing it by faith, and you tap into God's grace. All right, say this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. The more I learn about your unearned grace, the more I realize how much you love me. You made plans for me before the world began. You also counted the cost. You did the math, Father. You figured out everything that I would ever need to accomplish your kingdom plans and purposes. And you didn't send me to this earth to fail. You did not send me unprepared. You set me up for my success. You already prepared everything that I would ever need to do what I am called to do. So there are some resources, Father, that are here on earth in the hands of other people. And you will bring me before those people at just the right time and give me favor with them and move upon their hearts to help me. But there are other resources that are in heaven. And I tap into those resources by faith. Just like no nation will ever send out an ambassador to a foreign land without access to resources, 
protection, and support. I am an ambassador from heaven assigned to the earth. So I die to self. I give you assignment first place. And I know everything I need is already stored up for me. You will see to it, Father, that all my needs are met in an abundant way so I can be the blessing that I'm called to be. Greater is coming for me because my life is all about you. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Guess what? Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Do me a favor. Two things right now. Share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends, and go into the chat. Leave me some comments in the chat. Tell me if this message was a blessing to you. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing week. Greater is coming for you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, I published a book and several journals, and we also have Grace Life gear. You can find all of that information at rickpina.co. Go to rickpina.co, and that's your one-stop shop to be able to access all of the products and apparel that we have available for you. Thank you for being a blessing to us, and we pray that we continue to be a blessing to you. Mm-hmm.